Hey guys, Dando here. I hope you're all having a fantastic week. So it's no surprise that this week you're not getting a season 13 review. It was our birthday recently on the 4th and 5th of September and we decided to take a week off. But instead of giving you guys nothing to listen to this week, we thought we'd chuck up a Patreon exclusive review of Homie the Clown. So what we do is each month we do a four-finger discount revisited classic on Patreon where the patrons get to decide an episode from the first 10 seasons for myself and Guy to go back and check out. Since Guy wasn't a part of the show in the first 10 seasons, uh, it's always a great time because they always pick the best episodes and this one is no exception. Home of the Clown, one of the greatest episodes of all time. I actually forgot how great this episode was, which you'll hear in the review. Um, if you do like this review and you want to show some support for the show, and you want to you know, hear some more of this stuff, more revisited classics, you can do so just by becoming a four-finger discount patron, uh, patreon.com slash four-finger discount. I mean, you don't have to, but we would appreciate that the support does go a long way. We actually recently invested in a bunch of new equipment. We spent $1,000 on some new gear. I've actually got a, we've got some new Shaw SM7B microphones for you audio enthusiasts out there, some pretty legit microphones. I've got a Rodecaster Pro, just like a little podcast studio happening here now. I've got some new booms, some new headphones and some new cameras a lot and it's all thanks to the support of our patrons but you guys as well just for listening to the show you guys go a long way to keeping the show on the air as well thank you so much for your ongoing support and i'm glad that you enjoy the show enough to continue listening and if you enjoy this i hope it might entice you to jump over onto the four finger discount patreon page there we get a bunch of exclusive podcasts as well as early access to the regular show and much much more but once again thank you so much for your support I hope you enjoy our review of Homie the Clown. Hope you all have a fantastic week and we'll catch you guys next week with our regular Season 13 reviews. But for now, I'm Dando signing out. Thank you so much again. Absolute legends. Catch you guys then. Enjoy our review of Homie the Clown. Mike? Yes, homie? That's it. You people have stood in my way long enough. I'm going to clown college. I don't think any of us expected him to say that. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount Revisited. This week, we're here to review an episode all the way back from Season 6. It is Episode 2F12, Homie the Clown. I am Dando. How are you doing, Mr. Davis? I am feeling very good, Mr. Dando. Um, and there's a good reason for that. I've just watched a very, very, very extremely enjoyable episode of The Simpsons, Homie the Clown. <laughs> well, that's how one of I the was, best ones ever. It's that's so how great. I was doing for the most part during this episode. <laughs> oh, just um, a masterclass in in sitcom humor, a masterclass in storytelling. I enjoyed this from pretty much from go to woe. I knew there were bits and pieces in it that I uh, that I really enjoyed, but I was surprised at just um, how beautifully stuffed this was with oh. um, with great material, with um, with great gags. With great character pieces, uh, just with full of texture. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a veritable clown car of good comedy. <laughs> it just it just kept pouring out. It was great. That's a great metaphor, actually. Very very well done. So I remember really liking this episode, but I forgot, honestly forgot, just how great this was. I don't even remember enjoying it that much when I went back and reviewed it with Mitch a few years ago for the for the original podcast. That first five minutes, Krusty is. Incredible. I love the the given ten grand as Steve Martin's online for ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> just Krusty's 
inability to be able to not waste money was just priceless. It was so great. I thought, and, and there was moments there where I'm looking at it going, I feel like he's Guy's spirit animal here, where the curtain goes down, pulls out a cigarette, lights it with a hundred dollar bill. Just <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because one of the first things I've written here is, um, listeners, when the curtain goes down, that sort of. <laughs> That look that comes over Krusty's face once the uh, once the cameras are off and the light and the um, and the kids aren't looking. Yeah, that's pretty much Dando after we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, <sighs> and and dead. <laughs> that ought to hold the little SOBs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just uh, what this episode does is, and they do it quite often. With the Simpsons is they point out just how much of a professional. Crusty is. You know, when the cameras are on, mm. the lights are on, he is just entertainment from start to finish. You know, he has his downfalls here and there, but, you know, he's an entertainer. Cameras go off, he's just like, oh, get me out of here, whatever. But when those cameras are on, he is Crusty the Clown. Oh, look, I mean, that whole bit that he opens with, the whole bicycle gag, and we'll get to that in a minute because that's mm. um, just a wonderful sort of uh, cornerstone mm. of this episode. But it's a really impressive bit, and I mean, Props to uh, to Bart and Lisa sitting on the couch and recognizing that hey, you still got it, you know. Yeah, it it really is a wonderful piece of um, of entertainment. God only knows if I was in the audience for uh, for the the Krusty show, I'd be just yeah, Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to get the meme, get get a screenshot of the kids cheering, just have a picture of you, just yeah. <laughs> but so that's that shot. I think it's the final one where he does it for the Don and whatnot, the Mafia, the spinning mm. trick. What's it called? The the mini bike oh. fantastic trick is that what it's called? He, he says it in the episode. I've got it in my notes somewhere. That's yeah. Spin, look, I, I spin, didn't actually spin, write spin down. Cycle fan, spin cycle fantastic trick is what it's called. Fantastico or fantastic? Fa- fantastico or, whatever. or, fanta- yeah, yeah. or fan- I think it might actually be fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, something like mm. that. Yeah, because a lot of your best clowns are actually French. There are, really? Yeah. Oh, if if you if like Homer, you wanted to go to clown college, you would go to um, you would probably go to Paris. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, apparently some of the best clowning techniques are French based. I didn't even know there was such thing as actual clown college. I thought it might be just a a training program, not a clown college. I always thought it was just something you did. Yeah, you're either good at it or you weren't. <laughs> you know, you can't cut it as a juggler or a trapeze artist. <laughs> so, so you're a clown, um, but, they're, but they're, then, they're like the uh, they're like the um, oh shit, the words escape me. What what was Krusty in Tales from the Domain? The jester, jester. That's right. Yeah, well, yeah. Not yeah. like the, like the jester of the circus. <laughs> so clearly, there's a long and proud history of jokers and jesters throughout history, and mm. as they gain uh, as they gain popularity, I'm sure there's some savvy individual who is out there who's like. Well, I myself can't cut it as a clown. I have no sense of humour, but I can teach other people to be clowns. <laughs> and that money just came rolling in, baby. Honestly, I but I like yourself, Dando. Hmm. I didn't think there was actual clown colleges, but I do recall. Now you're going to have to help me out with this. Being the man who wrote the book on Simpsons, Homer's uh. Odyssey, available where all good books are sold. <laughs> um, what is the line? Bart says it at some stage where, um, mm. you know, Homer says something about going to, oh, well, I think it's the episode where he actually goes back to college and hangs out with the nerds. Yes. Uh, but it's like, I'm going to college. <laughs> Barbara or clown, which is a line I tend to use on occasion when, you know, someone tries to do something above their pay grade. Um, <laughs> What's funny is that that's actually sort of like a seed plant for this episode. I've never actually noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as far as actual clown colleges go, 
look, I probably should have looked this up before doing the show. <laughs> I'll I'll Google Clown College and see what comes up. But anyway, I, I, I just can't, I can't imagine it being a very extensive program. <laughs> I imagine our friends at Barnum and Bailey or Ringling Brothers, the sort of the you know the dons of the circus industry, probably had some side hustle where it's like, hey kid, you want to be a good clown? Give us five hundred bucks and we'll teach you the tricks of the trade. Why Fat Tony is running this, I don't know. <laughs> We've got Ring, Ringling Brothers Clown College and Barnum and Bailey Clown College. Oh they, wow! Okay I, then. Actually, no. So it's Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College. I guess they were just one. Was oh. located originally located in Venice, Florida, then relocated to Wisconsin, and finally Sar- Sarasota in Florida. Sarasota. Yep. They trained what? around fourteen hundred <laughs> clowns in the Ringling style from nineteen sixty eight until it closed in nineteen ninety seven. So when this episode aired, there was such thing as a clown college. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing some clown at a bar trying to pick up a lady. Going, I'm going to clown you, baby. Ringling style. <laughs> also, what would have been great was if um, all those uh, clown college locations were in places like Cucamonga and Seattle. Yes, I wish it was Seattle. That would be the best. <laughs> that would have been a great gag. Well, so getting to what I loved about this episode. So obviously this was written by John Swartz, sort of directed by David Silverman, two of the biggest powerhouses in Simpsons history, right? I Bow think David down. Silverman, in my opinion, is the best director the, the Simpsons has got, still has. I just think the way they started with, the way John started with the trick, right? As just a passing you know, trick on the Krusty Show, blah, 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 which would eventually become a pivotal part of the story. It's where I just love the way he tied the beginning to the end like that. I thought it was oh, yeah. great storytelling. Not just that, but also the middle. You've established that Krusty's really good. If Homer is going to be like Krusty, if he's going to sort of carry the Krusty mantle or just be a good, um, you know, <laughs> Krusty brand impersonator, yep. he has to master that trick. So that's your, your middle section. Almost a bit like your Rocky training montage almost. I mean, it's him it's struggling. Funny. It's Rocky struggling to climb the stairs of the... Um, whatever it is in Philadelphia. I think it's the art museum or whatever. But um, yeah, but then at the end, it's like, okay, well, everything hinges on getting this trick right, not just Krusty, but Homer as well. It's really, really good storytelling. Yeah, I thought Homer was written so well in this. He was, wasn't he? He, he, was, he was genuinely trying. Usually it's like a crazy scheme and he gives up, but I mean, he kind of gave up until he realized he was going to get some perks. And I love the way he tied in Homer trying to get perks with that eventually biting him in the ass because Krusty oh, was doing yeah. something on the side. <laughs> yeah, and even the way they sort of alluded to that with the whole, you know, he's at the car yard and say, I want, yeah, I'm Krusty the Clown and I want everything that's coming to me. <laughs> and of course, everything that's coming to him is a cup, is three bullets. bullets. <laughs> <laughs> we should have bought more than three bullets. Well, well the, 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 first, the, first, the first time they used up a heap of bullets because they, they shot up the car with car holes, speed holes. Mm. And then that's when they shoot oh, Flanders. I told you we should have bought more than three bullets. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> but that is... Uh, you know what's great about that is we don't normally see the mafia being idiots. They sort of, in that scene, they kind of act like the police, but it's just seeing the mafia as goofballs. Fat Tony just going, we should have bought one of the three bullets. <laughs> it's just so funny. Because <laughs> Fat, to- yeah, Fat Tony is normally very cool, calm, and collected, normally very yeah. much in control of the situation. For him to, yeah, to make a mistake the way that he has like that, I don't know, it just makes me like them more, but... So many good things in this episode that my love of Fat Tony is very well known, but I think this may have been the episode that sort of ensconced him in my heart because just one particular line, which, look, I'll save it. 
until we get yeah. to our favourite bits. Okay. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm just going to be repeating it. It's hard to not just blurt out the favourite bits when it's an episode this good, isn't it? <laughs> it's all favourite bits this episode, really. Before we get into a moment, I actually want to discuss, I actually thought there was great use of not only visual humour in this episode, but also just the audio. So the moment when Homer is... Oh, it's Actually, it's, it's one of my favourite moments, but I'll just I'll say it right. So mm-hmm. he's riding the tricycle. He's not saying anything, but he has a really sort of like concerned slash like embarrassed look on his face. And he just all you hear is the little awkward sound of the tricycle wheel going <laughs> and, and the slight little like pants seeping down. <laughs> no, just no dialogue was needed. That's just Is that the one they close that would burn that seat? Yeah, you burn that seat. Yes, but all you hear is his pants going mm. like, like like sliding down. Fuck perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we're talking audio bits in the air, this is one of my favourites as well. Just during yeah. that end bit where mm. um, they, they're they supposed to be doing just the uh, mini bike Fantastico or sorry, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, spin cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it just turns into this incredible multifaceted oh, yes. game. I know what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And when they're going along the bar and they're hitting the glasses <laughs> with the top of their head and it's the Godfather theme. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit but we've spoken in the past about you know episodes that are full of stuff and honestly god this is just a show bag this is just the best show bag you would ever get from the show it's like oh my god there's there's gold coins and the ark of the covenant and um my puppy that died when I was a little boy. There, it's all in here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad we're doing Homie the Clown because um, I'm just so glad to be you know, talking about a, a great episode that's just full of wonderful stuff. 100%. So let's get into our favourite moments then, shall we? Let's. Hey, my favourite. I've got here, I'm going to kick off with, those are supposed to be baggy pants. Baggy! <laughs> The second bagging is great. The delivery of baggy. Baggy! (laughs) (laughs) But also just the wonder, the look on Homer's face, you can tell he's really, really just so happy to be having... (laughs) And it's terrific animation because the look on Homer's face is very, very expressive, but also Mm. the way he's drawn. I mean, those pants really do look fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And the way he's sort of turning, looking at his backside and stuff, it's so good, but yeah. The point, those are supposed to be baggy pants. It's baggy. Baggy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple more, but you, um, you, you I think we can. I think we can do a bit of a trade-off here, actually. Yep. Well, okay, we'll do, I'll, do them in, I'll do mine in chronological order because right. I've, I've got four. Actually, well, no, I've got three now because we had the Godfather glasses. Well, I've, I've, I've got the, um, I also have here the, the subtle sound of Homer's pants falling down on the tricycle. <laughs> That's also one of mine. But yeah, what's your, what's your next one? All right, well. As I previously mentioned, big, big fat Tony fan here. And um, yeah, look, Joe Montagna just sort of killing it pretty much every time he steps up to the mic. But I think this might be the quintessential fat Tony line where he talks about um, how <laughs> he'll, he'll always cut Krusty some slack because you crack us so consistently up. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I can just picture my man Joe Montagna in the booth having delivered that <laughs> and every, everyone, in the, everyone in the recording studio just sort of pointed the fingers like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you know what's great about that also from a writing perspective is that it sets up the fact that they're willing to let it slide at the end mm. because he did the trick. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean and yeah, talk we'll talk about great endings when we get to the ending, but this has got a just a yeah. really just a fantastic ending. Oh it's, <laughs> it's so, so brilliant. Mm. What's your next one? I think you mentioned before about Krusty's sort of profligate ways and the fact I just love that he was lighting his smokes with more and more expensive stuff as it went yeah. along. Hundred dollar bill. First uh, first edition of Action Comics number one. <laughs> Finally, like a pearl necklace or a diamond necklace or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even make sense by the end. But it's like, yeah, it's I'm still just, funny. I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. I only consider your scum a competitor class, dear. Yeah, you'll see how you scum. <laughs> <laughs> now it's funny, and I'd like to maybe address this now. I mean, we could do it a bit later, but um, yeah, I'll probably forget later because <laughs> I don't know. We've talked. We've done episodes recently. We actually we just recorded a couple of nights ago. Um, Blame it on Lisa. Yes. Where the Simpsons. The Simpsons have gone to Brazil. Mm. Uh, they've gone to Rio de Janeiro, and the fine people of Rio actually kicked up a bit of a stink. They were like, yep. ah, "This does not represent uh, the the Rio lifestyle. You're painting us in a negative light, and all that kind of stuff." Meanwhile, in this, you've got some very big, bold, broad Italian stereotypes. Mm which the show steers into, acknowledges, is more than happy to sort of um, play around with. And I don't think you would have heard a great deal of fuss from the Italian-American community, primarily because I think we're so used to a whole lot of Italian-American or just plain Italian stereotypes on our screens over the years. And it sort of maybe reached a stage where members of that community or that, uh, were sort of going, eh, you know what, like, you know, I think people probably know by now that there's this and there's that, but it is what it is. Whereas Brazil, I don't think has been that had been that widely sort of represented on a um, on a world entertainment stage. So it, I wouldn't say it would be yeah. people's first exposure to Rio or to Brazil. The stereotype, but yeah. yeah, but they would maybe go, oh, so that's what Rio's like. Yeah. What I think with Italian Americans though is that they're very often portrayed when they when they amp up the stereotypes, they're still usually portrayed as badasses though. There is that, yes, yeah. So it's like, so, I don't mind being portrayed as a badass. If you're going to play at the stereotype, at least we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a very good point, Dando. But yeah, um, what was your final favourite moment? You're you getting to it. Uh, I, I just loved Homer uh, getting ready for his first day at Clown College and you know, Marge is trying to dress him. It's like, stand still, stop squirming. I am standing still. I am squirming. It's like, <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. funny. <laughs> I thought you were getting. I thought you were leading towards the, with the in regards to the stereotypes. How at the end where he goes, you know, you've you've brought Greg George to this old Italian stereotype. Oh no, don't, no, 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 I am, no, I know, I am, I am. Yeah, but but all, yeah, but also the um the maid d' or the restaurant you mentioned is like, oh, no, you, you see how you scum, scum next, next to crust. Yeah, you see how you scum. <laughs> I use that quote all the time. I just, I, I, I just, with with Jet, I'm like, you scum. <laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste. Trivia for Homie the Clown. All right, I'm going to go first. Do you mind? Hit me. What does Krusty have a poster of in his office? It's an event. Hmm. I usually have them around April. Oh, no, definitely. It is in April on a certain Friday in Australia. Is it the Krusty Easter special? The Krusty Telephone. Krusty Telephone. Yeah. Krusty Telephone. Oh, okay. 
missed that one entirely. Sorry. <laughs> now, you may have already sort of alluded to this. Mm. Actually, you probably have, but let's throw it out there anyway. Yep. Uh when Krusty uh, says, well, excuse me, who does he have mm. to send 10 grand to? First of all, it's George Carlin, and then he says, send 10, t- uh, st- uh, send 10 grand to Steve Martin. Yes. <laughs> 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> so does, did George Carlin have that as a as a bit, did he? George seven Carlin words. had the um, seven words you can't say on television. Okay, yep. I've um, heard, heard of it before. I just didn't and, know whether it was George Carlin or not. Yeah. And then Steve Martin had a bit of a catchphrase, which was... Well, excuse me. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. So that makes that joke even funnier now. Okay. <laughs> 10 grand. Oh, so, so great. Uh, you can just tell Dan had absolute ball in this episode as oh, Krusty and Homer. Oh, absolutely he did. Can, actually, can actually before we get to finish trivia, one more point I wanted to acknowledge. when the cars, I mentioned visual humor before. So mm-hmm. when I was talking about the visual humor, I meant the use of the parachute coming down. After Homer had already crashed through the burger. Oh, yeah. I love the little... It's the pose of the crusty burglar when he's sneaking around and he goes... And he wiggles his fingers. <laughs> it's just, I thought it was so fucking funny. And for some reason, that guy's got like a French accent or something or some European accent. Yeah. Uh, check my medical bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> but the pants and with the audio, just the crusty sneaking away, going to the toilet, out the window, and a plane flying away. <laughs> just for good measure. And yeah, and, and the button on that scene is like, when he's done in there, I got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just so, on, so good. Not, not even classic sitcom lines, just classic comedy lines. I mean, sort of, I won't say um, obvious or anything like that. Yeah. But just right. They're sort of old school gags, but they're just done with, a, with just to perfection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's sort of it gets a moment where it probably didn't even need a gag, but he still put one in there, and it still, still makes the scene even better. Sometimes, yeah, it's like, you sort of think you didn't really need that extra joke, but everything works in this episode. Everything, yeah, uh, yeah, and sort of not to diss more recent episodes or anything like that, or episodes that yeah, we're yeah, currently yeah. talking about in season yeah. thirteen. But you can see the difference between closing out a a, a bit with a line like that, and then close or versus closing out a scene with like, hmm, so that happened, or yeah. that was weird. Well, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's your big pet peeve now. <laughs> it certainly is, and let's not talk about it. Let's talk about this instead. <laughs> let's talk about this one instead. <laughs> so what is your next question? Um, what is the name of the bozo with a bunch of regional clan colleges? Ah, oh, damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. I knew I should have written that one down. What was it? This clan's name is Bonko. Bonko. I knew it started with B. I should have guessed it. And that's the Bongo thing. I mean, comics. Bonko, Bonko is not, you know, a well-known that's, clan that's name. Not, but, it's not anything, no. Yeah, but, but saying, what, that bozo named Bonko or something along those lines. Yeah, like, yeah. Even that's just a, just a neat little bit of wordplay. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily even a gag, but it's, it's putting a humorous spin on the information that you've got to get. I'm assuming so, yeah. as we sometimes said, not much wasted in this. It's like, oh, we've got an opportunity to wedge something in here and we're not going to overplay it, but let's put a little spin on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Let's, sprinkle, just, let's sprinkle a little hot sauce on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is definitely one of SWAT's orders best. I, I, I've mm. never really held this episode in such high regard, but reviewing it now, maybe it's because we were reviewing season 13. We've just had to blame it on Lisa now. I've gone back and re- watched this one. I don't know, but mm. that's still, that, that's that's 
that's disrespecting this episode. This episode is fucking deserves all the praise it gets because it's so great. My yeah. next question is: What does Bart assume that Krusty invented? Which three things? Oh, so you, can't, you know, you can't beat Krusty. He invented these, I assume, or something like uh, that. The seltzer bottle, mm-hmm. the the pratfall, mm-hmm. the pie in and the so, face, the pie in the face, pie fight. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Right, your next question. Okay. Where is Krusty's Clown College located? It used to be someone's oh, house. Willie Nelson's house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny because I watched the first five minutes of this, because that happens sort of towards the end of the first act. And I was not I was writing a note as I saw the, the opening exterior shot of Krusty's Clown College, and I went, mm. I'm going to go back 10 seconds because I guarantee there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I did. Oh, shit. My next question: What did the what did the clown call just the page? <laughs> Fuck! I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Okay. Willie Nelson's house. There you go. Do you have any more questions for me? I have one more. Let's go for it. Before okay. We get to the review. Name two things that are the piddling crap that uh, the real Krusty wouldn't cl- touch with a ten cl- foot clown pole. Oh, is it kids' birthday parties? Is that one of them? That's one of them. It's one of them. And uh, like charity events, swap meets. Well, okay. I, I just guess charity <laughs> events. <laughs> so, so what's a swap meet in America? Because swap meet here is usually like a computer little market. I was thinking it's like one of those Sunday morning market kind of deals where... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the, no, the, the swap meet like used to be where you went to get your burnt DVDs and stuff. Yeah, like a garage sale, but you're all in one place. That's what I'm thinking it is anyway. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. So that is trivia for Homie the Clown. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after this short little break with our in-depth review. If you're looking for a podcast that'll always be there for you, look no further than our new show, The One About Friends, hosted by myself and my incredible wife, Nicola. She is literally the biggest Friends fan I know, so who better to help me as we revisit every single episode of the show, discussing the characters, fashion trends, and how this iconic series still relates to our lives to this day. The One About Friends is available now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The original air date for Homie the Clown was February 12th, in 1995, it was written by John Swartzwelder, directed by the one and only David Silverman. Now, it says here chalkboard gag, but I could have sworn on Disney Plus it didn't have a chalkboard gag. I, I saw it this time around, and yes, watch well, it on I must Disney have, Plus. I must, have I must have accidentally hit skip intro then. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, it is next time it could be me on the scaffolding. scaffolding. And the couch gag was the one where the family are the couch, and the couch comes in and sits on the family. The family kicks off here i must say the opening act of this episode had so much crammed into it it was just from the opening bounce it was just chaos yeah. so it kicks off with crusty performing the bike stunt which as i said was called spin cycle fantastic 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 mm-hmm. fantastic trick he's just a true professional like i said he takes everyday things like eating a bicycle and makes it funny as bart points out <laughs> then he as the curtain goes down as he said like Face changes, his game face is off, he's just, <laughs> this is real life crusty, lights a cigarette with a $100 bill, and I've got, yeah, as I said, in, in brackets, guy spirit animal. <laughs> They're here trying to, it's Krusty's his accountant, I'm assuming, the one trying to tell him to stop spending money. Or his business manager or something along those lines. And yeah, if we're yeah, talking yeah. about stereotypes, look, this gentleman's got a, a, a somewhat Jewish inflection to his voice. So, I mean, yes. Yeah. I think they're really playing into the stereotypes here. This guy's a little Woody allen in his kind of, Krusty, you've got to stop spending money. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, even, I mean, even that, look, I don't know if we're supposed to be 
laughing at funny accents or anything like that. Although I think this show has taught us that pretty much anything is funny. So yeah, <laughs> even just a little bit like that, adding just a tiny bit of texture to this supporting character who I'm sure we'll probably see again at some stage. I no doubt. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're sort of witnessing something real. Yeah. It, it, it adds authenticity to the situation, to the characters, to, to everything about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, he's acting and behaving like a real-life person. Should be yeah. in this crazy world going, Krusty, you can't be doing this. <laughs> stop <laughs> stop now. Yeah. But the, I, I love the... Did you keep sending those roses to be Arthur's grave? Yes, but she isn't. I don't want to hear the end of your sentences. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if this is actually... If this is based on that... But apparently, Joe DiMaggio, the great, uh, the great uh, baseball player, mm-hmm. had red roses sent to his ex-wife Marilyn Monroe's grave every day. Oh, now, well, there you go. It's a very random thing to just make up. You think that's it's got to be acknowledging something, so that would make sense if that's true. I, I imagine they're sort of deriving that, yeah, but. <laughs> Sending roses to the grave of someone who is not dead yet. <laughs> I, mean, I, I believe she's passed away now. I, I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah people started watching that uh, Star Wars holiday special in which she appears and she died of shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's very me, but she is she is so great in Golden Girls. Oh Fantastic. my God, yeah. The lovely Louise and I were recently re-watching episodes of the Golden Girls. It's like, so funny. Oh, <laughs> what can they, you they, say? They would, never, they would never put a show like that on TV anymore. Because they're just so out there and they're just, it's like these old ladies who, one's not afraid to admit that she's just a slut, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you got the, the grumpy old one, you got the dumb one. They're all stereotypes, but my God, they're funny. That's because stereotypes basically are funny. That's, or if, what, that's yeah. If you start with a, you know, the stereotype base, the stereotype foundation, it's like, okay, you've got the, um, the dumb one, the slutty one, the sensible one, and the snarky one. Yeah, and yeah, okay, okay. These are four things. You've got not multiple com- You've got multiple combinations to work with. The dumb one can bounce off the slutty one. Blah 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 blah. But also, when you start switching it up and when you start introducing more levels to these characters, like, oh wow, this show's getting deeper and getting better. So yeah, yeah, of course, stereotypes are your friends, pal. Maybe we should uh, launch the thank you for being a podcast. <laughs> I would wholly be into it and I could probably talk the lovely Louise into uh, being a guest star we get, we get, yeah, we get Louise on the co-host we get the lovely ladies on yeah well Nicola and I just launched the Friends podcast we've been promising for years the one about Friends it's available now advertise on your own time <laughs> but I, I was just thinking about it because we pointed out how all the, the six characters on Friends are all stereotypes as well you've got the yeah. sensitive guy you've got the snarky the, the I guess you got the sarcastic guy in Chandler you've got mm. the dumb guy in Joey you've got I wouldn't call What's Lucy Couture's character? Phoebe, you wouldn't call her Spacey. She's just sort of out there. She's the hippie yeah. one. They're all stereotypes, but that's what makes good comedy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, Monica is, again, the sensible one. The sensible one. And yeah. Rachel is, for she's, want of a better term, the shallow one. Yes, yes, that's, that's definitely yeah. right. Yeah, But and she, she of has course, a nice side to her, but she can be shallow, yeah. yes. Yeah, absolutely. But over the course of the series, yeah, you see more and more dimensions. And um, yeah, so that's... That's comedy yep. 101, folks. Yes. <laughs> so stereotypes are okay. <laughs> yeah. Lawsuit, oh, come on. My seven words you can't say on TV bit was entirely different from your seven words you can't say on TV bit. So I'm a thief, am I? Well, excuse me. Give him 10 grand. Steve Martin on four. 10 grand. Then the mafia want their money back, but they allow him to 
use all of his the double or nothing on the what does he say I'm gonna bet on the tenor or bet on the opera yeah what does he mean what does he mean bet on the opera I don't get it it's just a nonsense gag because who, how what is what, betting what's it what's yeah. the bet yeah there must be something there that we're missing who's got no no I think I just think it's so ridiculous you know that Crossy will bet on anything and uh, you know Fat Tony will take his action and sort of play along so it's like because he but, loves Crusty so much. No, because he sees an opportunity to just get more money from him, I think. But uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, because he yeah. can't possibly win. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> but you point you point out earlier. I did love the using the action comic number one. Just to light his cigarette. <laughs> let's see. Let's see how much one of those is worth right now. Okay. For those of you unaware, I mean, most of you listening probably are aware, but action comic number one is the first appearance of Superman. It's the one where he's holding the car up, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the very first one. Yep. What's it mm. worth? Let's have a look. So. Right now, the inaugural issue of Action Comics marked the first appearance in 2014, a pristine issue of the 1938 comic with its original price of 10 cents still on the cover, sold on eBay for 3.2 million US dollars. <laughs> Crusty's just like the smoke with it. <laughs> anyway, so that's yeah, very, very funny stuff. Then they discuss how he's already merchandised everything. The women's line isn't working either. Another appearance from Johnny Unitas. That's, mm, a, that- that's a haircut you can set your watch to. <laughs> Don't think. Well, they gave Johnny what one line was it? Probably it wasn't. It wasn't much at all. No, but they <laughs> suggest or the the accountant or the the business manager, whoever suggests Clown College for regional towns, so that he can you know, branch out and make some more money and not have to do as much work. Mm-hmm. Crush is like whatever. It's a, I don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Uh, he says you just start cutting back on the condor eggs, and the guy just gives up. I'll just do it anyway. This reminded me very much here of Zap Brannigan and Kiff from oh, yeah. Futurama. Yeah, just the. I'm a crazy leader and I will do what I want. And then his little sister going, I'll fix it. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so we get here, one of the most iconic moments and it always gets shared on the first of every month. New billboard day. <laughs> <laughs> so great. So he slams his brakes on the car behind him. I thought this moment here would have been better if it was the wise guy because it looked like the wise guy. I know. I was sort of expecting a bit more wise guy inflection from that guy, but I still liked him a lot, the truckie. So, yeah. yeah, finders keepers. Finders keepers, yes. And the fact that he's even got people still in the car with them. <laughs> just takes them away. So the first one is buy English muffins. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is best in the West barbecue sauce, then clan college. <laughs> Can't eat that. <laughs> now, now at work, Homer now has collected all the food that the various billboards told him to purchase. Except for that stupid clown college, that ad had no effect on me whatsoever. How fantastic is the? Oh, that you talked about the you know the great sort of visual humor in this one. The fact that you know, his co-workers on fire and sort of tumbling clowns in his mind. <laughs> oh, it's just so. This was just so great. So yeah, so he's talking to Lenny, and people on fire are just. It looks like they're dancing. Homer then leaves. I think it says here clowns are so, funny or something. Somebody says clowns are funny, yeah, which... That was the only shit joke in this episode. Yeah, but even then, back sort of back in the day... I mean, sorry, when was this episode? Um, 95. 95. Season six. I think we're still coming to terms with, you know... Oh, yes, Homer's a lovable idiot. I mean, I think people were sort of saying, <laughs> clowns are funny, or a variation on that when they wanted to say, like, something obvious... So, look, I, it's not my favourite gag, it's, and it's, but it doesn't, um, I don't think it diminishes this episode, and I think it sort of can work in, uh, in some, uh, some capacities. I'm willing to give it a pass. When, it, when it's surrounded by so much greatness, it's okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of why I surround myself with greatness such as yourself. Makes me look better than what I am. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Homer, that, I thought you would have loved this. So he's doing the close encounters thing with the, with the mashed potato, right? <laughs> he's, doing, he's, doing, he's doing a circus tent. And the, the look of the opening shot of the family just looking at him, bewildered, <laughs> upset, concerned, confused, just... And then, Mom, I think I'll have some wine. <laughs> but when he's doing it, see, Homer's got his tongue sticking out and he's just sort of looking up as if to say, oh, you guys are watching me. <laughs> That's it. You people have stood in my way long enough. I'm going to cloud college. I don't think any of us <laughs> expected that. <laughs> oh, so great. It's Homer's first day of uh, clown college, so he's getting ready. Hurry up. It's my first day of clown college. Hold still, Homer. Don't squirm. I am holding still. I am squirming. This is me trying to get Elliot dressed. Uh, what I don't <laughs> understand about little kids, right? What's what I understand about little kids? They want to go outside and he wants to put his shoes on but then when it comes time to put his shoes on he doesn't want to put his shoes on i say fine don't put your shoes on and then he goes to walk out the door and he goes i'm not going outside until i have my shoes on then i'll say well put your shoes on i don't want to put my shoes on i'm like mate so is he reversing (laughs) your reverse psychology i don't know what he's doing he's like I want to go outside. I'm like, I go outside, but I want to put my shoes on. I'm like, well, here's your shoes. I don't want to put my shoes on. I want to go outside. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing to me. Are you trolling me? <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's happening here. It's like you're playing chess with a grandmaster. God. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> oh, man. And then he gets a day and goes, you never believe what I did to Dad today. Totally fucked with him. <laughs> <laughs> so Bart thinks it's wrong to try and become crusty. And Lisa agrees. And we get the Tom Bosley... Oh, is it Bosley? 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 I think Bosley. Bosley, yeah. Who was who played the dad? Oh, was it, uh, what's his name? He in, was Mr. C. Yeah, he, he, in Happy Days. What, what was his actual name? It started with H, didn't it? Howard Cunningham. Howard, that's the one. Howard, yes. So he played the dad in uh, Happy Days. It's funny because we just reviewed the pilot of, um, of Friends, Nicola and I, and in that there, there's a Joni and Chachi reference in that as well. So oh. I was just like, oh, the last few podcasts have done have had a Chachi reference, but in here... What's a Chachi? <laughs> I remember being, as a kid watching this as well, no idea what a Chachi was. Uh, yeah. Well, Scott Bayo seems to have, uh, unfortunately, taken the red pill, so it seems. He's, he's very Make America Great Again and a bit of a troll on social media these days, apparently. So, um, But here's the thing, though. A, a nice little uh, tease, because he gets mentioned in what podcast that we've just launched, you and I. Uh, the one about Friends. Uh, yes, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Going Down to South Park. And yes, we uh, are indeed going down to South Park where Scott Bayo and Chachi uh, rate the odd mention. Yes. So, yeah, if you do like yourself some South Park, you can find it. Going Down to South Park available on iTunes and all good podcast apps wherever you find your podcast. And if you want to get early access to the show, it's going to be a four-finger discount patron, much like the one about friends. Same <laughs> with Talking Time Out as well. So we're now at Clown College and... They can only be from one region, so it makes them go through it all. I didn't mind this. Homer yelling at his name. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, I, I take this as like Homer wasn't really paying much attention. He just heard people yelling at one word. He was like, oh, surely he's just asking everyone's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but even the lead up to that, I mean, what, you've got five other people sort of saying where they're from. Mm. Two Texans next to one another. Of course, the second Texan's going to, does want to say he's from Texas. So, uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> and... <laughs> Then the New Hampshire accent on the guy. New Hampshire. Yeah. 
they're pulling every sort of every trick in the book out of the bag and using it effectively. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm not explaining it very well, but I mean, I don't know the actual name for, or if there is a name, the Texan thing, but just a funny, well, Krusty himself says, remember these funny names, or, you know, putting a funny, saying an ex, something in an accent. New, the New Hampshire thing isn't necessarily funny. It's not necessarily a gag, but it's like, it just adds that little bit of texture that I mentioned earlier. Nothing is wasted. No opportunity is uh, is squandered here. Okay, we'll start off with the baggy pill, huh? Those are supposed to be baggy pants. Baggy! Ooh. I've never had a pair of pants that fit this well in my life. Okay. Memorize these funny place names. Walla Walla. Keokuk. Cucamonga. Seattle. <laughs> Stop it. You're killing me. <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Then we get the spin cycle fantastic trick. And it's it's really good, like you mentioned, that they have it at the start, they remind mm. viewers in the middle, and then that pays off at the end. Now forgive me, have we have we missed the killing the wealthy dowager? No, that comes up next. Oh, okay, my boy. Bam! <laughs> Cause I was thinking that seems like a very violent way to He smashes to her. treat a Bam. to treat a lady. And of course they the show acknowledges them. Kill wealthy dowager. <laughs> Oh, man. So, so great. But, yeah, that, what's great is about that is that, too, appealing to the the casual fan, right, the, the commoner, they want to see rich people get beaten up. <laughs> so, it's like, you always throw a pie in the face of the rich person because no one likes rich people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, burn that seat. Then Homer gets tangled in the loop completely. And Lovely just sort of like leaves an embarrassment. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> Homer is getting dressed as Krusty. The only thing about this is that I've always thought, ever since I was a kid, you know it's not Krusty because he's got no hair on top of his head. I, know, I, I can understand why they would have done that though because if you're a viewer and you've just tuned in halfway through the episode, you would have gone, Who the, what the fuck's like? That is Krusty. Yeah, indeed. What? What is Krusty doing in the Simpsons household? Why, you know, why yeah, is he yeah, so uh, chummy with these uh, with uh, Bart and Lisa? What, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Because because Krusty was originally going to be Homer. That was the plan. Ho- the, 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 there was going to be a story arc where Homer and Bart feud and whatnot, and Bart doesn't really look up to his father. Mm. And then it would be a little secret that Homer has that he's actually his son's hero as well as Krusty the Clown, which is why they're designed oh, exactly okay. the same. That's where that's why they're designed like that. But they decided to go against that. And I'm glad they did because that's a kind, the kind of thing where you'd go, ah, because you can't keep that going forever. And when they first started the show, they didn't realize it was going to be going for 32 seasons, obviously. But mm. the fact that they didn't go with that means we can get the outrageous... Just gambling crusty, just addictive crusty. Just, yes, fantastic. So I'm glad they didn't go down that route. But that's why Krusty and Homer have the exact same design. There you go. But anyway, so they're now graduating from Clown College. Wasn't a very extensive course, but they've got there. Now it's time to do all the shit that he won't do. And he hands him the cat skins as opposed to the sheep skins. Then Krusty just zaps everybody. Another funny... <laughs> like, how does Swartz want to think of this? And then just then for Homer to go, ha you didn't get me. And Krusty just going, get here. <laughs> and, just, and, just, and just zap at him. Chases Homer down. We come back from commercial and Homer is now at the launch of the new burger with ketchup. 
This is lovely. I'd like to rewind just a little bit, if mm-hmm. we may. Before the graduation ceremony, I think it's something very, very nice. that Are the um, kids? Yeah, with the kids. You know, they've yeah. got a little bit of pride in Homer that he's uh, seen his clown college uh, education through to the end after all three days of it or however long. Yeah, yeah. But Homer's got a real proficiency with the, uh, with the seltzer, with the, with the squirty uh, flower, to the point where he's doing a cool bank shot. Yeah. Well, it was his it, major. I, yeah, it was his major. Um, I know you're a fan of any time Homer sort of does something well. I tend to be a fan of yeah, any time the kids are sort of proud of him as well. And this was, I thought it was just a, a nicely sweet moment combined with a good, a, a nice little gag in there as well. So it's, it's just really clever it was, yeah. storytelling yep, on, the, on, the, yep. on the part of all concerned. Yeah, it's sort of shown that it's, there, is, there is potential here for Homer to be a clown. Even though they didn't really acknowledge that he's not going to work anymore. <laughs> he's just randomly a clown now. But yeah, we're at the launch of the, the new burger with ketchup and he, he falls down without the parachute and reads the cards, out, the cards out slow. But this, I mean, this gets used as a meme for so often when people mm. just put their foot in it. It's like, stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> yeah, when, when someone's just getting dragged on social media or something. Yeah, <laughs> Stop, stop, he's already dead. It's all just ju- just an act. Stop! Stop! He's already dead. Crusty the Clown, everybody. Please look at my medical alert bracelet. Oh. There's one moment here that I never realized. When Homer starts bashing him up, he goes, ow, ow. The guy starts saying, ow. I'm like, oh, it, made it, it makes it real. <laughs> like, normally, normally when people are getting beaten up in these cartoons, you hear the cartoonish like pew, 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 sound effects, mm-hmm. right? They don't even sound real. And it's like, ah, oh, it's just a cartoon. But the fact that he responded going, ow, ow. I'm like, oh, this guy's actually getting pummeled. <laughs> it's actually, it happens in, it's funny, with, with uh, Star Wars, right? I know it sounds completely ridiculous, but mm-hmm. stormtroopers, they normally get shot or whatever, and they just you don't really consider them human. But it's in The Mandalorian where that IG-88, I think he's oh. called, or IG-11? I think it's IG-11. IG-11, right, where he fucks up those stormtroopers, and they're just going, ow, 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 mm. ow, as he's like bashing. I'm like, I think it's the first time I've ever heard a stormtrooper emote pain. And oh, it God makes you. it even that more real. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's actually a human being in that suit. So here's <laughs> this guy going, ow, ow, as Homer's beating him up. I'm like, oh, my. This guy's actually <laughs> in some strife. He, uh, Homer then arrives at Milhouse's birthday party. I thought this car looked great. Just all... But a perfect gag as well. Mm. I mean, just a brilliant gag with it. Just the crashes into the tree, pause, bah! and crashes through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Defying the laws of physics completely, but making me laugh like crazy. So yes. yeah, yeah, again, Props visual humour. Yeah, <laughs> so so funny. Millhouse, or he does the bad balloon for the little girl, Ralph, the giraffe. <laughs> I'm a boy. Yeah, that's it. That's the spirit. <laughs> that's a, never give up. <laughs> Millhouse tries to brag because you know his dad's kind of a big deal at the Cracker Factory. Pretty big love- wheel down at the Cracker Factory. That's a that's a great line. It's a great way to describe yeah. yourself when you're if you're a bit self deprecating like I am. You know, it's a great way to sort of um, if you've done something good, 
you know, if you had like a, a minor win at work or something, you'd say, you know, I'm a pretty big wheel down at the cracker factory. <laughs> <laughs> so what I also liked about this was it's kind of like, but not spoiling. And actually, I'm not going to say it because there are kids who sometimes listen to this, but there are not spoiling that that very big thing you, when you're a kid, right? So it's kind of like Bart knows, well, he does, he knows the secret about Homer here. He knows who Homer really is, but he doesn't want to kill the illusion. So even yeah. though he Milhouse is being kind of like a smug shit to him, Bart still is nice enough to go, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know you, that is pretty much a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't get, I couldn't get crusty. That's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, so he's just being a nice friend. Good because friendship it, points by uh, by Bart. Yeah, because if he came out and just said, "No, it's actually my dad," it would ruin Bart. Uh, ruin Milhouse's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> so he tries to sit down, and Kirk tells him it's not five thirty yet. So he keeps letting kids throw food at him. We're now at work. I thought you would have really liked this, Lenny. Hey, nice threads. Let's <laughs> 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 just sit there in his cloud gear. <laughs> well. People who know me know that I'm a big proponent of restoring the term threads when you're talking yes. about clothes. <laughs> I think it's a great term. <laughs> yeah, nice threads. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very, well it's played, very, Lenny. very hip. <laughs> the thing that I did like in this bit <laughs> is where Homer's sort of bemoaning his situation. He says, you know, I thought it'd be all glory, you know, the glory of being a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but just, I thought it'd be all glory, you know, the glory of being a clown. <laughs> don't ask me why I'm thinking that's so hilarious, but I just think it's wonderful. That's the beauty of Swat Sweater episodes. It's the lines that you wouldn't think would tickle you so much. Just do. Yeah, absolutely, they do. I do. I, I thought you would appreciate it too, someone in the Patreon group showing the no dice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. Emile. So we're now at the Ace Awards, <laughs> and what's how do you say the guy's last name? Dick Cavett. 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 Yeah, Cavett. Yeah. He used to have his own talk show, right? He was like an afternoon talk show host. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Uh, Dick Cavett, to his credit, sort of steers into the public perception of him here. I think there was a general regard that he was a bit of a name dropper. He kind of viewed himself as like the daytime Johnny Carson, but also a little bit more upmarket. It's like you know, having intellectuals on and all that kind of thing. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I think he did drop names fairly regularly. <laughs> Unfortunately, in 2021, despite how you uh, you may feel about it, yeah, dropping the name Woody Allen as one of your buddies is not really playing oh, quite yes. as well. <laughs> but I don't think even in 1995 it would have been working well, would it? I don't think we should talk about Woody Allen. Okay, <laughs> moving, along, moving along swiftly. <laughs> I, I, all of us have opinions. I certainly have opinions. I, but I don't know that way lies. Let's let's, let's, let's keep them away. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny though having the son of Huggy Bear from Stars oh, Hutch yeah. accepting the award. But yeah, so he's he's dropping names and no one gives a shit. Homer decides he's um. Homer tries to leave. Dick Cavett tries to come along with him. Homer's just like not having it, mate. Homer then decides to give up on being a clown. It's too hard for him. He gets pulled over by Wiggum, and Wiggum thinks it's crusty. Brings up the time they let some beavers loose in the furniture shop, sure. the pine furniture shop, and <laughs> lets him off. Hmm, this is an intriguing development. It would be it would be pretty great being able to just get away with shit like that. Oh, goodness. so the, the moment realize, you realise yeah. that you have the ability to sort of put Same. one over on people, yeah, oh yeah, take yeah, it. Very very good. He gets 5% off at Quickie Mart. 
You mean I get 5% off on everything in the store just because I look like, I mean, just because I am Krusty the Clown? How could I charge full price to the man whose lust for filthy magazines kept me in business during that first shaky year? Oh, by the way, it is your new issue of Gigantic Asses. So he then takes the family to the restaurant because he's going to get free food. Hey, Krusty, hey! Ooh. Beautiful date tonight, huh? And such a lovely children you have now. I'm more striking than lovely. You come with me. Come with Luigi. You don't want to sit with the rest of this scum. I only consider you scum compared to Krusty. Oh, well, right. I can see that and I'll have the Yeah, you see how you scum. <laughs> Just the rest... The rest of the patrons... Hey, why? Yeah. But... Immediately mollified as soon as they dropped the crusty name. Yeah, you see how you scum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see how you scum. Yeah. <laughs> Krusty has used, is it all the college profits he's used to bet against the Globetrotters? Is that what he does? All the, all the profits so, yeah. he made by making the college, he bet against the fucking heart of Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were due for a loss. <laughs> Fat that, guy, now that guy's using a ladder. <laughs> that game is fixed. Fat Tony now wants all the money. You can just take the Clay College. Nope, we've already taken that. Then we get a little cut to, you, know, you might want to consider robbing them. <laughs> Talking about the kids. <laughs> then they shoot at Krusty. He avoids the bullets. And, you know, this is the cartoon. I'm willing to accept that. He then goes to the bathroom before they leave because he has to go for a ride and escapes at the window. Hear the plane. And as you mentioned, when he's done in there, I got to go. The gag works perfectly well just hearing the various yeah. sort of escape hatches that that Krusty's done. But uh, And, you know, you could probably cut it at, at there. But uh, they found just the right way to put a little bow on the end of it. It's, it's yep, marvellous. Definitely. Yeah, they don't leave anything hanging in this episode, that's for mm. sure. So Fat Tony and the, the guys, Louie and Legs, are on their way. They... And now they're going to uh, unleash a world search for Krusty. They've got to find him because he's escaped. And then they see Homer. <laughs> I want a free card because I'm Krusty. Me, Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Cancel the world search. Itch. They then shoot at the car. How great is the car salesman here? And you brought my opinion. <laughs> I think you should buy this car. I've <laughs> <laughs> just, just been shot up a million times. <laughs> the mafia. We're going to go get more ammo. But what, what's? It's just so great seeing these guys as just. Not bad at their jobs, but just they've I mean, got the they've got the frustrations, it, it, you know, that that come with any job. Yeah, I was going to say that, that that's something that people in that line of work would have to yeah. eventually do. We're going to go get more ammo. We're out of ammo, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the setup for the joke later on. I know. So then, Krusty tries to get his face changed. Was it? Oh, th- no, this couldn't have been a face-off reference because '97 was when face-off came mm. out. So yeah, but he's been given. It's more like a well. Batman reference, I think. But I think there is a long and proud tradition. I joke, of, of course. Yeah, yeah, of people on the wrong side of the law trying to pull a swifty by getting some form of plastic surgery or something, or people who have been disfigured in some accident or whatever. We fixed your face as best we could, and they look at it <laughs> and smash the, <laughs> smash the mirror. But I think this is definitely more sort of a Batman kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, real life, but it still looks exactly like Krusty, except what he's oh nonsense. You look ten years younger, and there's also the other edition. Yes, I'm not complaining about the breasts. <laughs> you know, I love that. Put, puts the the loan for the bus fare in his breast. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> now Homer you being is- a you being a stickler for pot plot holes and logic. Yeah, um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the next scene. Yeah. yeah, like, what happened to the breasts? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which would be the title of uh, the next podcast that we do, What Happened to the uh, Breasts? <laughs> yeah. 
What it's about, I don't know. But, uh, but that, could, that, that could be if we started a weight loss podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. You'd have to do like a before picture of me and then, you know, two years later, what happened to the breasts? Yeah. <laughs> what you diddly doing, neighbor? I'm putting speed holes in my car. Makes it go faster. Is that so? Well, gee, maybe the old Flanders mobile could use Ah! Wow, lucky I always keep a Bible close to my heart. Huh? Ow! Oh, 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 lucky I was wearing an extra large piece of the true cross today. I think I'll go inside. What keeps doing that? I told you we should have bought more than three bullets. Fuck that. That's, just, that's brilliant. That's so funny. Yeah. But also that, yeah, just shooting the pickaxe and that's a real sort of Looney Tunes kind of thing. I mean, Definitely. That's something, the sound effects and everything, yeah. That's something that would happen to Yosemite Sam. So, um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, just that in the end they go, just grab him. <laughs> After all the shooting, just grab him. So Homer, please... No, it's me. How great is this? The same Homer Simpson? The same Barney Gumble? <laughs> I don't know how many he's gone through by the end, but I mean, the St. Joe Valachi who squealed to the Senate about organized crime. Yeah. The St. Benedict Arnold. I just would love to have uh, been in the writer's room when they were sort of coming up names. Because I'm. 20 minutes I'm, I would have spent just coming up with names. 20 I minutes I would have just coming up with like infamous figures. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been so great. Oh, it would have been so, so funny to have been in that room at that point. Yeah, so great. <laughs> then we get Don. Vittorio DiMaggio. Is it DiMaggio? Yeah, yeah. Don Vittorio yeah, yeah, DiMaggio. He arrives, but he just he just can't bring himself to kill him because he just loves Krusty so much. And it'd be a, a crime to this world to to rid it of of the humor and the talents of Krusty. So he says, if you can do the trick for me, I'll let you survive. The only thing I've got here is just conveniently got a loop waiting for them. Well yeah. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> clearly this man is a connoisseur of comedy. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him to have that uh, to have the loop there. They think he's about to do it, but he only gets halfway up because Homer, no, Homer's saying, "We know Homer can't do it," hmm. and they're playing the music. You're like, "Oh, maybe he's going to do it." He gets halfway up, yeah, falls back down again. The biggest insult of them all: the fact that you didn't do it properly. This is where Krusty enters. Oh, I see you busy. I'll, I'll just wait outside. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> this is where we get uh, probably. If it's not, it's one of the top two or three quoted lines from this episode. I'm seeing double here. Four crusties. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. That's just swat's world of brilliance. Yeah, it's a kind of nonsensical line, but just one that really works. I'm seeing double here. Four crusties. <laughs> because you're not expecting it at all. <laughs> <laughs> because someone's saying, I'm seeing double here. That's yeah. That's what you expect them to say. Yeah. Four crusties. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> then he, they say, you know, if you can do it as well. Oh, oh actually, no. Before that, Crusty does the swap. I love the. <laughs> well, it's good because I mean, Crusty clearly has clowning skills. Hmm. Able to pick up Homer. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive sort of three card Monty thing that he's doing with the two of them. <laughs> the fact that he's able to like swap himself at the same time. <laughs> Look, it, it makes no sense, but no. it makes sense, you know. And yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> if it's funny, I, I'm willing to accept it. That's yeah. that's the way it works for me. Mm-hmm. But the, the oh, now I'm confused. 
Good one, trusty. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of Homer that I appreciate. Yeah. Well-meaning but stupid. Or stupid Mm. but well-meaning. Not being being mean or or harsh or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I really appreciate and admire what you did there, Krusty. Oh, wait a minute. Shouldn't have called you Krusty. (laughs) (laughs) The Don says, I'll let you both off, but you have to do the trick together. Homer covers his eyes as they start. They end up pulling a Buzz Lightyear here, don't they? Just flying around the room. Damn. Falling with style. Yeah, yeah. Falling with style. That's it. I'm impressed that you knew the quote there. Because I hear that <laughs> I hear that all the time with Elliot watching Toy Story. But we get the Godfather theme and whatnot, like you said. But the reaction to the Godfather theme is brilliant. I'm glad you saw that as well. I can't see you, idiot. Take your hands off my eyes. Without the loop, it is a nothing. Yay, Krusties! Grazie, grazie. You have brought great joy to this old Italian stereotype. No, no, Don Vittorio, you're not... Yes, I am. I know it, I am. Anyway, thank you, Krusty. Oh, you're welcome. So we're even now, huh? No, we just won't kill you. But you still owe us the money. Forty-eight dollars. Here's fifty. And to your change, and we thank you. And you're out. And that's yes. it. <laughs> yes. That's it. There, There is... Forgive me for dragging out the lines that I usually drag out, but there is a long and proud tradition. But mm-hmm. in certain comedies of just... You end on a good gag and you don't linger. It's like, we did it, we nailed it, let's go. Yep. And if we're talking sort of like old-timey comedies, things like Some Like It Hot, like The Apartment, stuff by my man Billy Wilder. He, he really knew how to end a movie. And this is... um. This is a perfect example of that. It's like all this episode has been building into the fact that, you know, Krusty is just terrible with money, blowing huge amounts of money. He's got to do all this stuff that's going to um to make a little cash to cover his bets and all that. In the end, Hammer says he owe a piss-weak sum that he's yep. got on him and he gets change. And that's it. <laughs> you don't need any more than that. Just No. And you're out. Oh, I, I didn't stand up and applaud because I'm lazy, but I did sort of go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't have to explain how we're going back to not being a clown again. No. Like that. Just just end the episode, like you said. It's yeah, done. it's it's a good resolution for everybody. Yeah, the episode the episode built to the the, the trick at the end. The, the trick was the big crescendo, the big finale. Yeah, we're done. Homer Homer um sort of he helped. You know, he achieves. Ful- he fulfills his destiny yes. as a clown. Krusty covers his debts. All's right with the uh, with the mob. It's great. It works. Uh, absolute brilliant episode. I just, I honestly, when when this one got voted, I went, oh yeah, I like this one. That's pretty cool. But then it now makes sense why it won by such a long margin, voted by the patrons for us to review this episode because far out, man, Homie the Clown. It's a this winner. Is, it's oh, a champion. I can't believe I can't believe I didn't give this episode as much credit as what I did before this because this was just 
fantastic. So if you haven't watched Homie the Clown in a while, do yourself a favor and do it immediately because you it's laughter literally from start to finish, isn't it? It is indeed. We finally got around to giving it its due. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn for the episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, that Gigantic Asses is a terrific magazine, but getting it for 5% off is even better. <laughs> what do you reckon the price of Gigantic Asses would have been? Well, let's see. What When was this? 1995? I'm trying to 95, remember all so the... Magazines were still worth, what, 10 bucks at that point? Maybe yeah, a little bit less? And, and if, it's, if it's a bit racy, like Gigantic Asses, um, there's probably a bit of a markup on it. Um, I'm trying to remember if I ever bought pornography. Probably not. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I would say it would be somewhere in the $12 neighbourhood. Okay. So 5% of that is 60 cents. That's not that much. But it's five. Yeah. But that's, that's enough to buy your hubba bubba. <laughs> <laughs> I, what did I learn? I learned that I need to go out to my car as fast as possible and put some speed holes in it. Javale, <laughs> Javale is here. Ooh. Alrighty, so it is now time for the mailbag for Homie the Clown. We asked our patrons for some questions, and we have selected some, haven't we, Mister Davis? So the first one here from yeah, Timothy Burleson. He says, "Have you ever done something because a billboard told you to?" Numerous times, I've I've driven down the highway and just seen food advertised on there and gone, "You know what? I do feel like twenty four nuggets for ten dollars." We are very much on the same page there, Mr. Dando. Good question by uh, Timothy Burley Burleson. Look, I will uh, definitely cop to turning off for Maccas or KFC if I'm driving mm. through a rural or regional area. It's kind of like... Double cheeseburger? Mm, okay. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Double <laughs> cheeseburger convic- and four hot rods. Oh, hot rods are back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hot rods are back. Uh, I wish that KFC would bring back the deal for they had ten tenders for ten dollars. They haven't done it since before COVID. Good man. Oof, did I eat myself some chicken when that was the deal? Ten tenders for ten dollars. Great sassy molasses. Wow. Yeah, that was amazing. But um, yeah, food, food, glorious food. That's what I've done with billboards. <laughs> <laughs> so next question comes from Chris Moore, and he says, "What's the weirdest, most spur of the moment thing you've ever done?" Hmm. More, more, more. How do I like it? How do I like it? Uh, I don't know if this is like a wacky spur of the moment thing because it was something that had sort of been germinating in my mind for a little while. But back around 10 years or so, 10 10 years or so ago, Mm -hmm. I remember sitting at the computer one night, I was sort of re-evaluating things in my life, having one of those kind of yes-man moments, like I should say yes to more things. And I remember thinking, you've always wanted to go to New York. You've got mm. some money in the bank. Go buy tickets now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, I did. did it. And I did it that very night. I was like, I wow. look, looking online, it's like, hmm, okay, relatively inexpensive, a little way down the line. You know, I can sort of work around this uh, particular schedule. Right, tickets to NYC. That's pretty cool. Look, there'd been a little sort of, of course, there'd been some thought about it, but uh, yeah, when it came time to pull the trigger, I did not hesitate. I remember, this isn't even like random spur at the moment, but I remember when we were doing the Warner Brothers tour on our uh, honeymoon in 2016 and I had a sheet there that was like you put your name down and you were just randomly be, you could randomly be selected to go see the screening of a show. didn't say what show or anything, it's just one of their shows. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? So I just wrote my name down. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, we're, going, we're actually driving to like Las Vegas and we're going to be on the other side of the country, but fuck it, we'll just do it. Well, not the other side of the country, but like, six, seven hours away driving. 
And I was like, we probably won't get here, but I'll just put my name down anyway. And then I get a text message saying, you've been selected to see a screen- live screening of Conan O'Brien's show. And I'm like, Ooh. well, fuck it. Get back in that car, Nicola, because we are going to watch Conan O'Brien fucking live. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not passing this opportunity up. So I just... I was just, I remember doing like the friends tour on the walkthrough and just had that sheet there. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So I just wrote my name down. It's not going to cost anything. And then I ended up getting to uh, go see Conan O'Brien live and then got to, I say, hang out with him, but speak to him for like 30 seconds. It was fucking awesome. All because I just wrote my name down this sheet of paper. <laughs> was he was he imposingly tall? He was fucking huge. Yeah. Not, not, not as in build, but just mm. long and lanky like a prey mantis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just, just a great person. Just everyone, he had time for everybody. Just and he made you feel like, probably deep down, mm. he couldn't give a shit whether you're there or not. But he made you feel like he appreciated you made the time and effort to come watch him live. And I'm thinking you've done this for 20 plus years and you're still doing that. What yeah. a legend! Props, well done, Conan. Yeah. Next question here comes from Tristan Campbell. Tristan says, "What's your opinion on clowns? Do you find them to be funny or creepy? Also, what are your thoughts on clown phobias?" I'm not huge on clowns. I don't find them scary or anything, but my sister has a fear of clowns. I'm not sure if she still does, but she used to have a genuine fear of clowns to the point where it's, I think it's because she watched the original Stephen King's It with Tim Curry mm. and that just freaked her out when she was younger. And anything that was clown related for a good five to 10 years, she was like actually terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious about the clown phobia that seems to have emerged. You see people on talk shows where they like cry and stuff when the clown comes out and you think, oh, yeah. And but I'm wondering people if laugh at them, but it's like, no, it's, it's an actual fear. That's the thing. I mean, I've never really laughed at a clown. I mean, I went to a few circuses when I was a kid. When the clowns are on, I'm kind of like, I think I'm going out for a hot dog. I, think I might go take a piss. You know, I might yeah, do yeah. anything else because I'm not necessarily it's, amused by clowns. There's no, nothing, I've never been huge on them. No. Nothing against them. But then when it comes to being scared by them, I think it's more like a recent phenomenon than anything else. I don't. I think if you went back to the 30s or 40s, the 1930s or 40s, you would not find people who were, oh, that clown is scary. But I think, I think it might be like a triple whammy of a few things that really started to make clowns a bit of a, uh, a bit of a figure of fear in the community. Horror, ca- think, horror, horror characters. <laughs> I th- well, I think there's definitely Pennywise from it. Mm-hmm. Um, both the combination of the book and the miniseries. I think there's the clown in Poltergeist. Yep. Um, and I think there's a movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. From Outer Space, yeah. I was going to say, all the horror movies, yep. Yeah, yeah. And I think that may have started to, yeah, make people realise, you know what? You take someone, you put white paint all over their face, you accentuate their features a bit. If you did that a little bit more, if you took that just a little bit more extreme... That'd probably be a bit creepy, and then it starts to gather a bit of momentum. Honestly, I think a lot of people who say, "Oh, I'm terrified of clowns," they're kind of doing it as a bit of a bit. This is not to disrespect your sister's fear of no, clowns. No, no, because I saw it live. She was actually scared. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's one of. And look, I imagine for some people, yeah, that it's that it's a real thing. But uh, I think for some people, they kind of, oh, you know, what I'm scared of clowns. It's like this is not a substitute for a personality. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, so I thought my sister was just playing it up, and then I put the cl- I put Pennywise on the TV and then locked the door, and she lo- literally like crawled onto the floor and cried like she wanted to get out. I, I thought I felt terrible. I was like, oh my god, mm. this is actually real. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 funny in some ways. I think the Tim Curry Pennywise has probably got more staying power than the more recent one. 
Oh, hundred percent. Because he's, the, he's not over the top. Yeah, the, the, I like, the, 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 I like the new what, one. The new one's almost cartoony. A little bit. I like what Bill Skarsgård did. I thought he had the right approach in some ways, but I don't think he can beat Tim Curry's. No, but see, you watch the new one and you watch it going, okay, he doesn't look real. But you watch Tim Curry's and you're like, that's just a guy in makeup. He's fucking yeah. scary. <laughs> but the, well, that's the thing. The, the, there were also the, some some really terrific pictures of like old middle twentieth century hmm. shit circus clowns. You know, they've been taken in the photographs have been taken in ways like wasn't much fun being a clown in the middle of the Great Depression. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll find a couple of them and put them online because honestly, there are one or two. It's like. Okay, yeah, I can see how this would be disturbing. You know, yeah, if you're, yeah. a kid, you're a kid at the circus, say in the 1950s or something, in some middle American one-horse town or whatever, the circus has come to town, you get separated from your parents and you see a clown out the back of the, of the tent, his makeup's half off, smoking a cigarette or something, kind of like, yeah, what do you want, kid? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's like seeing Mickey with his head off at Disney World. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think clowns are scary now because people see them as clowns are supposed to be fun and inviting. So mm. the perfect costume for a killer is a clown because it's going to lure kids in and then they get you. I've forgotten about the OG bad clown, John yeah. Wayne Gacy, the serial killer. Yep. Oh, of course. That's probably where it began. Look, I don't discount the things I said earlier about uh, Pennywise and Poltergeist and killer clowns from outer space. John Wayne Gacy, yeah, he's the OG. Yeah, definitely. Plus those videos on YouTube with the guy just as a clown chasing people with a mallet and crushing the... the you've seen those crushing the heads with the watermelons? Have you seen those? Oh, oh. Sorry, they, they, they get like a fake body and they have the head but it's actually a watermelon but it looks like a body and they have the guy just as a clown chasing people and then splatting it and it looks like he's squashing someone's head but it's just a watermelon. And people Good see Lord. it and go, ah! Like run away. Like it's actually... It's, it's hilarious. Check it out on YouTube. Clown scares on fucking YouTube. <laughs> it, it'll make your night. It's great. But final question. Final question comes from George McMenemy, our wrestling fan slash listener over in the UK. He says, if you could go to school for any kind of interest without having to worry about paying the bills, what would it be? Hmm. I like your question there, my own worst McMenemy. Uh, Dando, go ahead. What, are you, what have you got to say on this topic, if anything? Comedy writing? I think it'd be a great one. I'd love, I'd love to go to school just to study. Yeah, just just writing comedy. I'd love to write TV comedy. I think that would be a good one. But I, th- I think it's also one of those things where you've either got the talent for it or you don't. It's not really something you can learn. I mean, you can learn. You can hone I feel, it. I, I, I think you've got to have talents first, and then you can make them better. You can't just sort of go from nothing to something. Mm-hmm. Also, well, I'd like to. I think cooking would be great. Cooking school, becoming a chef. That's a that's a good answer. I like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's one I hadn't considered, but I'm gonna steal that and say cooking school absolutely like a really good cooking course yeah um or a really good film course yeah I, 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 I would i'd sort of like to learn the the basics of how to run a set to operate various uh, sort of um equipment uh, particularly you know cameras and lenses and all that kind of business i think that'd be fantastic and um yeah that's something that i would do and also of course clown college who doesn't want to go to clown college <laughs> definitely <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much for your questions for homie the clown hope you guys enjoyed this review as much as we did i went a high i was just i watched this and went like i literally stopped halfway through and went <laughs> fuck fuck this is just like this is just made me i was having not having a shit day but the weather's been terrible in australia we could potentially be going into a third goddamn lockdown 
by the sounds of it. So it hasn't been a great day, but then I watched this episode and went, you've really brightened my day, Homie the Clan. Thank you for this, and thank you, patrons, for voting for it. Next month, I'm going to be checking up in the patron group the selections for next month's four-figure discount revisited, but I hope you guys enjoyed this one nonetheless. So I'm not sure what next month is going to be. I'll decide four different options and just check out in the, po in the Patreon group on Facebook and you shall be able to vote on there and see which one gets voted for next month. Don't forget, guys, rate and review us in the iTunes store. If you haven't done it yet, I'd really appreciate it if you do it. And follow us on Twitter at Pod and Instagram at Discount. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for our incredible listeners? Stop! Stop! We've already recorded. Shh.